his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Podcasting from the top of the rocks. This is News on the Rocks with Patty Steele. So I have my pal, John Elliott, here um, for this uh, post-pandemic. Is it post-pandemic no, yet? It's not. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Number one, what's it going to be like when it's post-pandemic? And I don't we're, know. Th- and we're nowhere near post-pandemic. I think post-pandemic is like 10 years in the future, unless there's a new pandemic. Well, let's see now. <laughs> According to Duke and Harvard, it's 50 years in the future. 50 years because in the future? Because they're saying the economic depression and job loss will cost more lives than the virus, and they're looking at a 50-year arc. Oh, so this is great. The whole idea was that we begin to try to feel better, and now I'm realizing 50 years in the future when I'll be like 312 is when I can finally start to like ease. I, think, I think they just are... They're con- they're concerned because then they look in the arc of history of of the depression of recessions. You know right. they have these economic benchmarks, and then you look, you think in terms of decades instead of months or years. Right. And so, fifty years after the Great Depression, here's what we had. They think fifty years from now we will still have the scars of this pandemic. Oh, I totally believe that. I mean, I grew up with parents who were children in the depression. So did I. And they never got past that. Never. Never got past it. Their entire lives, everything, every financial decision. Love them. They were the most beautiful, wonderful, Thrifty. positive people. But <laughs> oh my gosh, it, my dad, it was like, why do we need a new couch? Can you sit on the couch we have? Yes, daddy. Then we don't need a new couch. You know, if it's a TV, can you turn it on? Can you see a picture? We don't need a new t- but don't you think it's interesting now right. when so many of the talking heads are saying, well, people need to spend more money. People need to spend... Well, wait a minute. You told them to not work and to stay home and not spend money, and mm-hmm. now you want them to spend money. Right. So there's already this economic incentive. They're trying to incentivize everybody to spend, 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 but you wouldn't let them open restaurants for how many months? Right, or stores or oh, anything. Yes. Yeah. So, so as far as, are we over the pandemic now? Uh, it's a panic. It's kind of funny because you and I started talking about this in the aftermath. I did a couple of podcasts recently, one with um, my, he's, I, I describe him as being my Mick Jagger, Ken Burns. Oh, yes, that guy. <laughs> I love him. And one of the things I recognize about 
his artistry is that comes from a really painful, he doesn't even consider that he had a childhood because of the difficulties he went through as a kid. And to me, that informed the sensitivity with which he makes documentaries. He looks very deeply at how people are and how they've become who they are. And so that was one. And then I did another podcast with this um, young woman who did this movie called um, Pink Skies Ahead. And it was her own real story about dealing with anxiety and panic attacks as she was growing up. And the more I talk to people, the more I realize that everything that I've been feeling for the past, especially in the last, during this winter, I think getting snowed in and never leaving the house and having even to work from right here in my basement just began to take a toll. I'm Mm -hmm. not a depressed person, but it got to the point where I was having, you know, kind of like end of life dreams and I stopped communicating with people. I stopped doing any social media, which, you know, is not good in our business. You've right. got to do it. And I just, right. I couldn't because I was afraid all I was going to share was upset and sadness. And it, and I finally realized, actually, my daughter said to me, Katie said, um, you know, if you're feeling that way, imagine all the other people mm-hmm. who are feeling that way. And I think I, I was telling you that I saw that the CDC said 40% of Americans say they have suffered um, some kind of mental upset or addiction issues since the start of the right. pandemic. So uh, we're not alone. Two weeks ago, I had a dream. Uh-huh. I was on a live shot for right. television, which is what I do a lot now. Sure. And my photographer had gone around the back. The, the, the detail in this dream was amazing. It's one of those like, oh, this must really be happening. He went to get another monitor, mm-hmm. and I, a vehicle raced by, and I was shot four times. What? In the arm, twice in the arm, both arms. They got one leg bad and, and a real bad shot in the gut. Oh, my gosh. So I go down, and some of them are just flesh wounds, but the gut, that was the bullet was lodged. Could you feel, me. do you feel anything? Well, the dream, I'm, I'm like in the dream, and I'm watching the dream, but I'm part of the dream. It's more shock than anything. And in my ear, we wear earpieces. I'm right. like, you guys wear headphones. We wear these little tiny earpieces. Right. They get in my earpiece, and they're saying, what, what, what happened? What happened? I said, drive-by, drive-by shooting. They said, well, can you go live? <laughs> <laughs> so they're telling wow. me. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then my photographer is still trying to dodge bullets. He comes around and stays low. I'm on the ground. I'm bleeding out, but I'm on the ground. <laughs> But I'm still, I do a two-minute live shot, and then they said, okay, well, well, thanks, John. What are you talking, weather or shooting? Oh, it gets better. I'm doing about the you know, time of day, what's going on, where I was shot, what we're doing, what we're doing, that. Right. All right, John, we'll be back in, in just a bit, and I take care, and they go to break. They go to break, and in my ear, a director says, hey, while we have you, can you record a weather for us? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm bleeding out, and, I'm, and I can remember saying, all right, I'm going to need a radar and I'm going to need a, an area highs, and let's just go with a seven-day to keep it short. Holy so I'm crap. losing consciousness, but I managed to get that seven-day forecast. You did in. it, baby. <laughs> so I'm wondering if I have any work stress. You know, <laughs> all these dreams and just yeah. the, the feelings and, and what you kind of catch yourself thinking. It's like, whoa. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you feel like, and I think, uh, you know, um, I don't, recall feeling like I was being shot, 
or stabbed or anything, <laughs> but um, th- you do. You kind of like you you play over in your mind like. Really, what am I worth? Oh, How do yeah. I? Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Like, what do I really mean to anybody? Yeah. Am I just a product? Or yeah. And I'm not just. I'm not just talking work. It's like in your whole life. Yeah. Like, what's it matter? What why, do why? I? What, yeah. What Ooh. do I? What do I matter to anybody else? Yep. What do I matter to myself? Yeah. And I think that a part, a big part of this is isolation. We have been. We don't get that. You know, like. I walk into the office every day when we're at work, which I haven't been in 14 months. I walk in and I see Mike, the guy in the lobby, you know, and it's like, good morning, Miss Patty, and just warm and happy. And you get all these tiny little bits of of love and warmth and um, affirmation. And you're not getting that. I mean, you get a little bit of it in the house, but not so much. It's like you go upstairs and they go, hey, what's for lunch? Mm. <laughs> you know, or, uh, you know, and I think that eventually it takes a toll on all of us. And and in fairness, um, knock on wood, we both still have jobs. Yeah. Think of these poor people that have lost work. and Right. And have children yeah. to raise. Yeah. Trying to eat, trying to stay healthy. Yeah. The, the fear trying to take care maybe of older people in the household. Oh, yeah, yeah. No backyard to go out into. Right, right, right. Let, I mean, let alone having, you know, if you're sick. I mean, right. then if you, you know, if you have been dealing with any kind of illness. Yeah. But I think the other thing, too, though, mm-hmm. is that we may be isolated, but we still have TikTok. This, <laughs> and some of the things you're seeing, that social media is like, I have to just stop. Right. I have to just stop looking at it because I will find that I'll just be scrolling and it's like 20 minutes later, it's like, why am I even doing this? Well, see, that's what happened to me. I stopped. And, um, and of course, you know, that's not good in our business. My, my bosses would prefer that I do um, go on social media. But again, you know, I go back to the idea that I thought, well, I'm just going to be expressing if I, because I tend to, when I do go on social media, I don't kind of just say, oh, you know, here's what my puppy did today. Sometimes I do. But mostly what I do is I I wait a little longer between posts, but I do, you know, kind of heartfelt stuff. Right. And I didn't want to bring people down. Yeah. Because it's like. So you're either going to be honest and bring them down or be fake and not be true to what you want right, to do on social media. Right. And then it's not going to be yeah. real. Yeah. And so for me, it became easier to just not do it and it also became easier to um you know avoid phone calls yeah because friends would call and say how you doing and well okay do you really want to know how i'm doing you know and you don't feel like you have the right to complain yeah when everybody else is going through not only what you're going through but probably much worse in many cases yeah a dear friend of mine a uh, 13 year old daughter uh, tried to commit suicide oh my god and so now that girl is in a a, a facility you know 1800 right. miles away from or maybe 600 miles away from mom and dad right and it's this you know it's a 6 to 9 week program oh i had lunch baby. today with a friend in uh-huh. the business her her 14 uh, year old son Somebody got the phone, was looking at the phone, which I think parents should. Of course. I don't mean to say snoop, but I mean, you need to be curious. Yeah. And he had done all these Google searches on best places to commit suicide in New Jersey. Oh, my Lord. Now, what's a parent 
Now that then the parents are like, I've what do you a, do with I, that? I've info? got a crisis with the kid, right? So mom and dad therapist, but then also it's like, well, well what did I do? And so then then it's just it's just snowballs. It's kind of funny, you know. Um, and I, you know, I've been very open about the fact that I went through really serious addiction with my son um, some years back, and and you know, knock on wood, he's doing incredibly well. But um, you do kind of feel like you need you need to watch them, and not just oh, whether yeah. because a lot of times that depression, that anxiety, can lead to serious addiction problems mm-hmm. because it unless you realize what you're going through, that desire to self medicate mm-hmm. can be really powerful, and not not just for kids. But of for all not. of us, yeah, I mean, forty percent, and I think that forty percent number might be low. I mean, yeah. uh, and I don't see it dropping off. No, because yeah. th- you know things are just changing and morphing. Well, the important thing too is um, that you do share it. It's a funny thing with mental illness, um, and I and and honestly, things like addiction are really a symptom of mental illness, whether it's anxiety, depression, uh, panic all kinds of things that impact us um, that we really feel like somehow we need to soothe ourselves through whatever it is we choose. We, you know, I remember, you know, when I had uh, breast cancer, it's like you talk about it and everybody's, oh, what can I do for you? Oh, you're so brave. You're so wonderful. You talk about mental illness and people kind of like, Still stigmatized. There's, it's stigmatized, yeah. and it shouldn't be, yeah. because if you look at those numbers, you know, the CDC, 40% yeah. of people feel like they have gone through some uh, something, you know, involving mental illness, mm-hmm. just in this year alone, clearly this is something bigger than just somebody who, you know in our minds has some kind of craziness going on. It isn't. It is, it's like any other illness and it deserves attention and it deserves to be treated. And, um, and some of the treatment, you know, I know for me, we talked about this a little bit. Um, nature is a huge sort of, and I don't want to say a bomb because that would indicate that it just soothes you for the moment, but I think it's really healing yeah, and I've been reading more and more about that. Um, I get this email every single day from this guy at the New York Times. Wow, he, this guy at the New York Times just emails you personally. Yeah, along with thousands of other followers. Oh, that's how it works. Sam Sifton, he's really great. And yesterday he sent this email that made me almost cry. He said, "Good morning. How are you? I drove out to the woods the other day before dawn and was in them as the sun started its ascent." I walked in silence that was not silent at all. Bird calls, wind in the canopy, the splash of my boots in a puddle. I was hungry as I walked, but not unpleasantly, so I thought about breakfast possibilities. And he went on and he talked about different things that he uh, kind of daydreamed as he walked. And he said, I was there for about an hour, a child of the city deep into nature, thinking about diners and coffee carts and appetizing stores. And for the first time in more than a year, I didn't think about the pandemic at all. It was great, and I hope you get this chance sometime soon, early in the morning or late at night, to walk maskless and purposeless, spacing out about food or whatever it is that turns you on. You can do that on a city street, a beach, a suburban roadway in the desert. It's pretty darn enjoyable. And I realized that, you know, that 
it is like you can get through pretty much anything if you can just get out they call it forest bathing just get out there and just breathe and feel the breeze feel the wind i think that is just such an essential um part of all of this ironically mm-hmm. i was at a uh, we had our little pod which you know has helped a lot the right. people that you know we know you're either tested or vaccinated right and so uh, one of the women and you know you find out more about people right is a in the, the, the therapy business with the, works with kids and she says that is an example of mindfulness yeah so to take a hike in the woods you yeah know. and so she said well here's a here's a good trick do five four three two one your five senses, mm-hmm. and you just think of uh, five things you see, four things you hear, two things, three things uh-huh. you see, and just methodically go through it because mm-hmm. all of a sudden it just gives your mind a task to do. Right. And you can either be laying in bed or I could be looking right now like my my five senses. I see a guitar. I see some weight machines. I mm-hmm. see, you know. My uh, basement. <laughs> I, I, I'm smelling. I'm smelling. There's no water damage in this. I'm, that's what it's, <laughs> I'm smelling. And then she said another thing to do is um, uh, just list. Yeah. But you have to pick a topic and then list. So sometimes if I'm just so stressed out, I try to think of how many cars can I name? Acura, uh, Audi, BMW. And then you just, and you just, all of a sudden you just get lost in a list. Yeah. And then everything else just goes away. You know what's amazing? This is exactly what I have done in times of great stress in my life. Um, I would lay in bed at night and I remember somebody saying to me that, um, okay, for the next 15 seconds, I want you not to think about elephants. Well, then all you can think about is elephants. But if you start thinking about every other possible animal, dogs, cats, turkeys, pigs, cows, goats, you drive the elephants out of your head. And that is, has for me, has been incredibly valuable it sounds so goofy i know but it really works because the thing that is obsessing you suddenly is forced out it doesn't have any room right but i think you know i think the whole nature thing i do you know who john muir is oh my gosh yeah photographer (laughs) john muir is the father of the national park system but he did it through photography, right? You know, he a hundred you know, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And one of the one of the things that um, I read him all the time, and there's many many things he says. Um, in every walk with nature, one receives far more than he seeks. The clearest way into the universe is through a forest wilderness. Everybody needs beauty as well as bread, places to play in and pray in, where nature may heal. I went out only for a walk and finally concluded to stay out till sundown for going out, I found, was really going in. Mm -hmm. I love that because it's so true. You you go out and you you sense your place in the universe and in this beautiful, really beautiful earth, nature, um, and you suddenly realize that this is who I am. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm a part of. And it really puts things in perspective. I know it's hard, and I and I feel like you know that it's it's almost a first world um, kind of way of looking in, at and dealing with um, with issues and problems. But it really isn't because wherever you are, 
somewhere there's a blade of grass, there's a tree, there's a butterfly, mm-hmm. there's a, you know, a snowfall, there's a little bit of rain. All of those things, if you really take them in mm-hmm. and don't just kind of blow them off and think, okay, it's raining, yuck, but look at the beauty of yeah. rainfall, those kinds of things can really begin to soothe you. There's always a sky. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's always a star. Yeah. You know, there's... there's I, I that's kind of been my um, my saving grace through all of this is um, sometimes I just walk out the door and it can be icy cold out, but I smell the ice and the cold. Yeah. Or I walk out now and um, oh, you know look it's at fantastic the, look look at the color of a tree now that's soft baby green. And know that it gets deeper and denser as yeah. the season goes on. With that nice sheen of baby green that is yeah. pollen covering your black car. Yeah. And it's just, it it's just like John Muir would love this moment. <laughs> yes, he would. At the car He'd wash. take pictures of yes. it. Yes, in black would and white. It would take him a long time yeah. in those, right? <laughs> <laughs> so another thing I've kind of gotten into, which is weird, is mm-hmm. stoicism. You know, the Greeks. Yeah. Let's hear it for the Greeks. The Stoics. And... Uh, you know, they have a memento mori, mm-hmm. which is, remember, mm-hmm. we all die. Yeah. So, so you Ooh, have to, yeah, yikes. I know. But, <laughs> but in that regard, though, if you know it is going to happen, right? you know it's going to happen, you have to live today. Yes. Carpe diem is also diem. from the Stoics. Yeah. And from the Dead Poets Society. <laughs> but, you know, if, if you look to, to, to history and, and, and they were about getting up and seizing every day because yeah. you will die. Yeah, and that's how you have these great. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself reading about Alexander the Great and Aristotle and all these cats, and it's like, oh, interesting. You know, the the kind of stresses of life have always been there, right. century before century before century, and different groups, you know, overcame in different ways, and you kind of glean. Yeah, you feel it's interesting because again, it speaks to feeling perspective about your life yes you feel connected to history you feel connected to nature and really that is really what it's all about is when you can put some perspective when it isn't just all about me and what i'm feeling right right, but kind of understand that not only are there an enormous number the world is feeling that way yes but people in the past felt that way and and it does put it in perspective and allows you to begin to to you know, work it out in your head. The late great Malcolm Forbes wrote a book. Uh-huh. I'm sure he wrote many books, but he wrote a book called "They Went That Away," and it's a real you know page turner because it's all of these famous people and how they died. Yeah, and so you think, oh, it's morbid, but it is so fascinating. Right, right. And you think, wait a minute, Mozart, what? He was yeah. broke and died, and they don't even know where he's buried. Right. And some of these great, you know, the great and the proud made mistakes late. Let's Sure. In sure. life, you're either an example or a warning. And so you read that and you Oh, want, that's interesting. I like that. You're either an example or a warning. You want to live your life to be an example, yeah. not a warning. I was at a funeral for a very dear friend um, within the last month or so, and the minister... At, uh, during the service said, um, he said, you know, I have a bumper sticker on my car. It must be a very big bumper sticker because it said, live your life in such a way that your minister won't have to lie about you at your funeral. 
<laughs> and I thought, oh, that's great. Yeah. Live with a sense of joy and purpose and and um, and celebrate every yeah. day. Carpe diem. Yeah. It's true. Um, you know, it's funny. I, one of the other, I have like a list on my phone. I've told you this before, affirmations that help me. And one of the things that I have is a quote from Maya Angelou. And she said, you may not control all of the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Ooh. And that is to, really powerful to me because it says we're not going to be able to avoid this shit. You know, yeah. we're going to go through it. We're going to. Can you say that on a podcast? What Maya Angelou? <laughs> you know, you're not going to be able to avoid uh, most things. I mean, that's life. It it all crashes down on you. Yeah. Sometimes it's wonderful. Sometimes not so wonderful. But it's how. You process it yeah. and what you do with it and then how you help other people learn from it. Because I do think that the, the collective nature of the, the fact that we've all gone through the shutdown, the testing, the, the stress, the, you know, it's, we, I'm surprised we don't talk more about it. I'm surprised we don't, aren't more open hearted to everybody. Yeah. Because yeah. we've all been going through it, but you know the the macho the the I've got this or it's not a big deal, but you know it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal, and it's lasted for such a long time. Way too long. Yeah, I think that a lot of us thought, you know, when we were forced out of our studios back in March of 2020, that um, oh, we'll be back by summer. Yeah, 4th of July. Oh, this is great. I'll go yeah. home. I'll spend the spring working yeah. at home and I'll be back. And here we are, you know, more than a year yeah. later and still sitting in my basement Yeah, and um, still dealing with all of the limitations that come with um, what we've all been through. And frighteningly enough, we'll continue to go through most yeah. likely. Um and so I think we're just getting to that space where, okay, everybody's getting their shots and there's a little bit of opening up. Now, now we're saying, wait a minute, what's happened inside our heads? Mm -hmm. And where's that going to take us? Yeah. Our ta you know, I look at my kids. My daughter graduated from college in my living room. She's been in, you know, she goes to American University. They're doing um, a another graduation for the class of 2021 um, and invited the class of 2020, but can't really bring any guests because... Is she going to do it? Well, she's going down there and she and her girlfriends decided, they were like, you know what? We're kind of over it now. We all have jobs. We're living all over the place. They decided they were going to meet up. They hired a, a kid photographer from the school to come and meet them at the monuments um, at six o'clock in the morning on that Saturday morning, they're going to dress in their cap and gown. And they're going to and and look pretty, and you know get sh pictures done for that. And then they're going to go out to brunch. They're not going to. They said they don't want to sit there and walk across a stage. Can't have their parents there. You know, can't. Most of their friends aren't returning because some of them are. You know, that school is international. There are kids yeah. from all over the world. They're certainly yeah. not coming. And a lot of kids can't come for either financial reasons or they're working and they can't yeah. leave. 
So, you know, so you worry about them. You University worry. of Virginia is doing the same thing this upcoming weekend. Uh-huh. Of course, that's that. when Katie's, uh, yep. Elizabeth, oh, I've got to go, I've got to go. And all her dearest pals, they're all going to go. Same deal. Uh-huh. Pictures. Right. The, one of the great proud traditions, and I'm sure founder Thomas Jefferson would be so happy, is they drink really early. They just go. <laughs> but, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to do, you know, we're just going to do waffles or something. So they, like... Katie, they've modified it a bit, but they are going to do it. Uh-huh. And then that better be it because yeah. they never really got a chance. They yeah. never. No, I know. You know, and I, you know, high school kids, college kids, it's just, I, it, this has really had a very bad impact on all these kids. It's interesting. My son, um, my, my youngest son, um, is still in college and, but his his was completely remote. He goes to Rutgers, and so um, he went out and and moved into a little house in Boulder, Colorado, with his brother, who's also going to school out there, and um, and he's taken this time doing you know online, and he's done pretty well to do things like go camping in the desert in Moab, Utah, and drive up into the mountains and do a lot of photography. And and he's made it really all about nature because it's something he really loves. So in that sense, I'm happy, but I'm sad for him that the whole college experience experience is the networking, the, the yeah. meeting people, the expanding your mind. Yeah, yeah. No, you, it's all the, on a the classes are n- not screen. the same. No, yeah, no. and honestly, they get through it much easier than if they were had to be in there. Yeah, doing it. So yeah, you wonder long term, you know, how these guys are going to adjust um, and look back at their lives. But you know, I think about my parents having grown up through the depression and I look back and I think, you know, it definitely impacted them, but I loved who they were. Yeah, true. The only thing I would change is my dad maybe being willing to spend a little more money on my clothes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like we started with the, the 50 year arc. Remember those guys, they had the depression and they followed it with a little thing called World War II, when right. the whole world right. could have come to an end. Yeah, and then yabba dabba do, it was the fifties. So yeah. we just yeah. need to get to the fifties. Right, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get big fins on Cadillacs. Well, the fifties come for us in the fifties or the thirties or forties. <laughs> so if they come in the mid twenties, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, or the early twenties would be even better. Ah. Uh. Well, John Elliott, I love you so much. And I, well, do you feel better for like doing this? And yes, for, like, you're very cathartic. Yeah. You, you could charge me for this. No, 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 no. no. I you just, want me to lay down on a couch? Well, that's after. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder too. Remember how like everybody was having sex, and then yeah. everybody stopped having sex. Yeah, no baby like, boom. They nothing, said out of this. Like, Wait a minute. Wow. Yeah. So, and right. then you. I mean, then you, uh, just lots of breakups. Yeah, that's another podcast. That's another <laughs> podcast, indeed. <laughs> His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 